Welcome to the Sunday message from Hollyview Church in Boring, Oregon. We gather every Sunday morning as a worshiping community of Jesus followers on mission to see God glorified in our lives, our cities, and around the world. At Hollyview, the Bible serves as our foundation and guide for both life and ministry. It tells the story of God and the story of us. We believe the better we know the themes and flow of the biblical story, the better we will be able to find our little place in God's grand storyline. Thank you for joining us. And now here's this week's message from Hollyview Church. We are in Proverbs chapter 9, verses 1 through 6, as Pastor Joel Woodard brings his message, The Way of Wisdom. Let me uh, begin this morning uh, by reading from Proverbs uh, chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles, Proverbs, uh, it's on page 494 in your pew Bible, if you want to follow along. It's after the book of Psalms, so if you get to Psalms, it's just right after that, Proverbs 1. I'd like to read just the first seven uh, verses. Uh, and I know it's sometimes a little bit semantic, but would you mind standing as we read the Word of God? This is our beginning point as, uh, in life and as a church as well. Proverbs 1, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing and righteousness, justice and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. We'll stop right there. Uh, before us is to hear, O Hollyview, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and Jesus added on, the second is like that you should love your neighbor as yourself. So let's pray before we dive in uh, to the message this morning to that end. Lord, we pray that we would hear you this morning, that you would speak to each one of us, that as wisdom calls out to each of us, that we would reach uh, out and take hold of it. Lord, in the situations that we're in, in the life and the complications that we're in, Lord, I pray that you would uh, unveil our eyes so that we could see uh, the way that you have created this way of wisdom in your good world. And so, Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes, open our ears, and Lord, soften our hearts so we can understand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can go ahead and have, have a seat. Um, as we begin uh, 2023, we're actually going to um, do a, just a short little series in the book of Proverbs. It's going to be three weeks. Uh, so over these next three weeks, we'll look at uh, a couple of the thematic things of uh, Proverbs, but we'll anchor down in uh, Proverbs 9. So that's, that'll be our anchor uh, text before we jump into the book of uh, James. There's a, there's a rhyme and a reason for why we preach what we preach here at Hollyview. Uh, this year, we're heading into uh, two sections of books in the Bible. Uh, one of them is called the, the writings in the Old Testament, and the other ones are the epistles or the letters of the New Testament. It's really, it really explains how are we supposed to live in this covenant that God has made uh, with us. But we shouldn't forget the, the Torah or the Gospels as we go through this year, because the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, is the giving of this covenant. It's the making of this relationship between God and his people, and then the Gospels is the, is the giving of this new covenant in which God in Jesus fulfills both of them. But then there are these books of, uh, of wisdom, of, of how to live in God's good world that, that he wants to instruct us in how we're supposed to live uh, in, this, in this covenant. 
So we're going to be looking at the, the, the writings and the epistles this, this next year. But before we get into uh, Proverbs, as I was uh, preparing, I, I thought I, ha- I have to share with you one story. Uh, because it's the time when Proverbs, for me, was so clear uh, of how important or important a book this could be uh, to someone. I mean, I, I just remember it was just like lightning. Proverbs, it was so clear. I was in Harry Latour Jr.'s apartment. Uh, he was a 21-year-old guy, had just gotten out of Inverness uh, jail. Um, he was living in Rockwood with his girlfriend and five of his six kids. You can do how that works out, and we'll talk about it maybe a little bit later. Uh, living in this rat-infested uh, uh, two-bedroom apartment with all of these people. I mean, you could actually hear the little feet crawling on the wall. It was, it was bad. Uh, he had um, reached out to us, and I was m- meeting with him. And I just want you to picture this scene, because I'm sitting in his living room on the only chair that they have, this little uh, broken wooden chair. Um, He's sitting on the floor against the wall next to me. Uh, just around the corner is his five kids in, in diapers watching uh, some cartoon on this like ginormous flat-screen TV uh, on the wall. And we're talking and, and just about life uh, in general and how he could even like navigate um, every, everything that he was in, in front of him. Uh, see, we... Uh, met. I remember this one week after he got his first paychecks. Mike Miller had offered him a job of picking parts in the warehouse that he had uh, accepted and was working there, and he got his first paycheck. Uh, and so we met after he got this first paycheck, and he's like, I don't know what, I don't even know how to begin. Where am I supposed to, to spend it? How am I supposed to uh, do any of that? I thought, well, have you ever done a budget before? And obviously, on the street, they don't teach you how to do a budget. Uh, He had no father in his life. He was actually shipped to an aunt who took him him and his siblings in, put him in the basement, and just collected the the check and had nothing to do with him. He he didn't know uh, anything. He had no dad raised on the street. And I remember telling him at that moment, you need to read the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is the dad that you need. You see, Proverbs is like this old man, this wise man who's lived life and he gets to the end of life and he wants to give these tools and knowledge and skills to his children so they can navigate life better than even he did. Uh, Harry needed to, 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 to read the book of Proverbs so that he could gain this wisdom. In the book of Proverbs, uh, it explains really how, how, how God, he creates this whole whole world and all through it is this thread of wisdom that he uh, places, this, this thread of, of wisdom in his good creation. That, that way of wisdom was even available to Harry in the situation that he was in. See, in the book of Proverbs, this is what we're going to see over the next uh, three weeks, that there is a way of wisdom woven into the fabric of life. There's a way of wisdom available in any situation that you are in. It's, it's been designed by God that, that wherever you're at, the complications you have, there is, a, there is a path of skill and wisdom that is on offer to you. And maybe you're sitting here thinking, yeah, but how do, I, how do I know? Like, how do I know what to do? I have two, uh, two choices ahead of me. I don't know what I'm supposed to, to choose. How, how, what's the best way to live within the, my work? Should I stay or should I go? What about, what about school? Should I drop that class? I mean, I don't like the teacher at all. 
How am I supposed to deal with that kid behind me who's always picking on me? What about as a grandparent? How how am I supposed to to, uh, say something to my kids who want nothing to, to do with me? Maybe you're thinking, no, you don't know my life. I've made so many mistakes. I've gone so far away. I don't think wisdom's available for me. Maybe you're thinking there's no hope. This brings us back to the book of Proverbs. So as we dive in uh, to chapter 9, before we get there, I actually want to teach you two Hebrew words that Joby didn't know about. Uh, but it's great. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, two Hebrew words. So if you have a Bible, if you're not open, t- turn to Proverbs uh, right after Psalms, page 494. And we title all of the books in our, our Bible. Uh, and so the title above Proverbs is the word proverb. And the reason we title it Proverbs is because it's taken after the first Hebrew word in the book. That's normally how they would title a Hebrew book of the Bible. The first word, they would just use that as the title. The title of Proverbs is Proverbs, but like Joby said, it has a much broader meaning. I pronounce it Mashal. 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 And it, like Joby was saying, it could be translated as parable or byword. Uh, it means to cast something beside something else. Uh, it's to lay one thing down and then lay another thing down next to it. And those two things will either compare. Uh, this is just like this, like a metaphor or a simile. Or it's to contrast. This is this way, but this is a total opposite way. Uh, and the reason that it does that is not to give us the answers for life, but to give us a tool and help us to learn discernment. It's like a roadmap uh, for life. These two things laid side by side. Let me just give you an example. And there, Proverbs is filled with them. But look at Proverbs uh, chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, Hear my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. Do you see how it lays those uh, two down, the mashal uh, down there? It, it, and it, the way that they communicate like that is, is in purposeful intention. It's to get you to slow down and to think think. Now, how does, how does a mother's teaching do with the father's instruction, and how is hearing not, not, not forsaking? Uh, and it's inviting you in to reflect and to contemplate and consider. It's, it wants to shape you as you're reading these things. If you slow down, grab a cup of coffee when you're reading the proverb in the morning. Don't just blitz through it. Uh, it's, slow down and consider these parallel lines. They sometimes compare, they sometimes contrast. They're, they're, they're meant to broaden or sharpen the meaning. A lot of times in contrast, it'll, it, it wants to hone you down on what it is that is really trying to say. And so, that, well, it's not this and it's not this. And it'll give you a clear picture of what it is. But it's important as we go through Proverbs and as you're reading it that you, uh, you don't read these as promises. These are proverbial. And, and they're these wise ways that help you navigate life in the best way possible, but it doesn't guarantee an outcome. Uh, so it's not a promise to guarantee an outcome. It's, it's just tools or a roadmap, the best way to navigate life under God's creation. Well, the other word I want you to learn, so we know mashal now. And the reason I remember mashal is like a grandma wears a shawl. Okay? Right? Grand, mashal, grandma shawl, ma shawl. And now you know it. Everything Greek. <laughs> okay. So 
So mashal. So we know Proverbs now, mashal. Grandma shawl, mashal. Uh, the other word that we should know is wisdom, because the whole book of Proverbs is about wisdom. In Proverbs, these mashals are actually directing us, are leading us to wisdom, to, to see it, wisdom. Now, when we think of wisdom, we often think of like brain smarts or, or like brain power. Like this guy knows a lot, so he must be really wise. But we all know that's not true, right? We know some really smart people that are not very uh, wise. This, is, this has more to do with the application of knowledge with discernment in the best way uh, to live life. Listening to how God's created the world and giving us instructions on in how we do that. It's, it's not passive, it's very active. And the Hebrew word for that is chokmah, chokmah, chokmah. So the way I remember this is, uh, so you got your ma, yeah? So grandma, ma. So you got mashal, and then a chokmah, so grandma. And if you want to get grandma, you hook grandma. <laughs> okay, hook, but it's like chokmah, chokmah. So chokmah, so chokmah is wisdom. It's taking knowledge and truth and applying it with discernment to, to life. Hokma, here's the, here's the definition. Hokma is a skill in living. It's a skill in living. See, see, wisdom, it finds this thread all through life of how God's designed things and the best possible way to live in his world. Let me show you another example of, of hokma. Hokma. Here's an example in Proverbs 8. Wisdom will, will call out, and it'll say, this is what I'm here for. Proverbs 8 and verse 12, it says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance in the way of evil, and perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight I have strength. By me, kings reign, and rulers decree what is just. By me, princes rule, and nobles, all who govern justly. See, there's this, there's this way of wisdom in our world when, when difficulties come or when problems come or you're not quite sure what to do. There, there's this way of wisdom that's on offer. Uh, in, in this section, it, it actually talks about uh, kings or rulers using wisdom to, to navigate and make just policies. When, when two opposing views or, or two people want different things, wit, wisdom will help you navigate to the best decision. Wisdom, it, it does. It, it helps parents, uh, parent children in a very digital age. Wisdom helps students navigate uh, relationships uh, with their neighbors and their siblings. Wisdom helps grandparents. Wisdom helps leaders. It helps workers know how to be the best worker that they can be. Wisdom is there in any situation in life. Any situation. Even if you're a young man who's just gotten out of jail and has five kids living with your girlfriend picking parts at a seal company. Wisdom is there available for even that. So I think if we ask a question around, made a survey, hey, who, who, which one of us want to live wisely or live in wisdom? My guess is that we'd all like, yeah, that's the best way. I want to live uh, to be very wise and to find the way of, of wisdom. So what we're going to do today, and then uh, we'll contrast it next week, we're going to spend a few minutes looking 
uh, at our anchor text in Proverbs 9, and we'll, we'll see five characteristics of the way of wisdom. We're looking at five actions or characteristics of, of the way of wisdom so that we can recognize when the way of wisdom is presented uh, to us. Uh, next week, just like that mashal to lay beside, next week we'll actually look at the last part of Proverbs 9, and we'll look at the way of foolishness. And the way of foolishness will actually help us see with even more clarity the way of wisdom. And then the third week, we're actually going to uh, spend a little bit of time to go, well, how do you know which one of those is wise and foolish? Because sometimes they sound very similar, or they look very similar. So this week, we'll look at the way of wisdom. Next week, the way of foolishness. And the third week, we'll look at how do you know you're choosing the way of wisdom? Well, uh, most languages have masculine, feminine, and neuter uh, words, which probably you know because you took a language in high school. Uh, except for English, English doesn't have masculine, feminine, neuter words. Uh, the closest thing we have, I, I think, is like I consider a dog uh, like a male. I don't know why. I consider cats females. Does anybody else? <laughs> yeah. Or a ship. A ship's, we consider a ship female. Now, it's not actually a female word, but. We consider it that way. That's probably our closest we, we have. But in Hebrew, they have uh, masculine, feminine, and neuter words. And chokmah, this word for wisdom, is feminine. So all through the book of Proverbs, when it personifies wisdom, it personifies her as a lady. And it makes sense because chokmah is feminine. And so we'll even see that in, in Proverbs 9. Chokmah, wisdom, is a lady. Proverbs 9 we're going to read just the first six verses and look at five characteristics of wisdom, the way of wisdom. Proverbs 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beast. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her young woman to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Let's stop right there. We're going we're gonna to just slow down a little bit and contemplate, reflect on these six verses and see five characteristics of the way of wisdom. I don't, if you recognize that in there, wisdom is very active and that she's doing a, a, a lot, and there's a lot that characterizes the way of wisdom. Here, here's number one. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one characteristic of the way of wisdom, there's intentional effort. Intentional effort. We see in verse one that wisdom has built her house. Wisdom has built her house. Uh, I know some of you have built your own homes. Uh, some of you have remodeled something or... Uh, been part of a design of a home. And if you have, you know how much work that takes to design a home, right? How much time and effort and planning and forethought, and it takes a long, uh, a long time. It, it would be fruitless to get Home Depot to deliver a whole bunch of two-by-fours, dump them in your front yard, and then start pounding uh, two-by-fours together and expect something good to fall into place right? It, we, you need to decide, like, well, how many windows and how many doors and which way is it going to face? And, and you have to lay the foundation. You have to get everything right. Uh, it, there's a lot of intentional effort when you build a house. Uh, it also, there, there is effort or action. There's a purpose and a plan in place. So if you got a whole bunch of two-by-fours dumped in your yard and you took a chair and you just sat in your yard hoping that maybe one day this house would come to be, you're going to look foolish in front of everybody because it takes work 
and planning and effort in all of that. You can't just, you can't just sit there. Uh, when Harry got out of jail, uh, it was actually his fifth time in and out or whatever, uh, he could have just gone right back to where he was and gone, man, I hope life gets better. I hope things fall in place for me. Uh, I, I hope this time I won't mess up like I did last time. He could have done that, and more than likely, he would have ended up right back in jail. But he didn't. Uh, he had accepted the Lord in, in jail, and then when he got out, reached out and got our connection for our church and cold-called a church to talk to a pastor to go, hey, I need help and wisdom and guidance. There was this intentional effort by him that was very humbling that says, I, I, need, to, I need to put some effort into this. I, I need to build a, a house for myself, for, for, for wisdom. You know, he, uh, along with his girlfriend and five kids, found their way to a church service every Sunday morning. And he had no license and he had no car. He would bum, borrow, not steal, uh, a ride. He even took the bus sometimes. He was intentionally putting forth this effort and purpose um, to build a house of wisdom for his family. Intentional effort. Uh, number two, we see the way of wisdom is marked by peace. Uh, we see this in a very poetic line. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has hewn her seven pillars. Uh, along with building a, a house, uh, this line of seven pillars is connected in some way, but it's very poetic and it's kind of even hard to understand. So commentaries are all over the place on what this means. They have hewn seven pillars or cut seven uh, pillars. So there's lots of ideas, but here's what we do know. The number seven in the Bible uh, is very important. It means complete or whole or even set apart. Uh, and we don't see the number seven any more clearly than we do in creation. When God sets out uh, to build something of this uh, cosmic temple where he is going to live with his people, it, it, he does this creation over seven days, and then he uh, completes his work. It's done, it's finished, and he rests. So I think the author is kind of leading us to that way to say the, the way of wisdom, when it's, when it's done its work, it's complete. It won't disappoint. It, it offers you this solid way of peace that you don't have to feel like uh, guilt or shame. Or if you're on the way of peace, you don't have to feel like you're missing something. Uh, Harry and I would meet once a week for Bible study. We actually were going through Proverbs because of that moment. I'm like, you got to read Proverbs. Uh, so we were going through the book of Proverbs. We were meeting on Subway, that Subway at Airport Way. You know which, where that's at. It was a new one at that point. We're meeting there once a week going over Proverbs. And I remember the first time we got done uh, with just the first chapter, we had talked through it for about 45 minutes. And he said, I've never talked like this to anyone before. It's, it's, it's so real. Everyone else I talked to, they were either manipulating or scheming or trying to get something from me, and I was trying to get something from them. And this just felt so refreshing. He says, I don't think I've ever felt uh, so much peace in my life. Which is, which is kind of ironic because he had, he's 21 with five kids. I think all five of them were in diapers. 
He, he's working at this warehouse job, picking parts, trying to get out of this huge amount of debt, and yet he said, I have this peace about me. Because peace doesn't come from power or success or money. Peace comes about from walking the way of wisdom and how God's designed this world. There's a wholeness, a peace. There's a security in the way of wisdom. But you have to seek it and find it. So we see number two is, is peace. Here's number three. If you're taking notes, number three, sacrifice. The way of wisdom is characterized by sacrifice. In verse 2, it says, She has slaughtered her beasts, she has mixed her wine, she has also set her table. We see wisdom gives up one thing for something even better, to prepare for the future, to, get, to gain something even better in the future. Once you kill an animal, there's no going back. You don't slaughter an animal and go like, oh, wait a minute, I want to save that for, for later. Once you've mixed the wine, it's ready to drink now or it's going to spoil you know, wisdom says, says no to something in order to say yes to something else. It prepares and plans for the future. Harry gave up his power, his reputation. Uh, he could have gone back to those gangs, and he was very well known. Uh, probably Portland police knew the name Latour very well in the Rockwood area. Uh, he had that influence and that power, and he gave it all up. He gave up the lucrative criminal life uh, to make a very modest uh, job. To, to be like the lowest on the rung. To be told what to do and how to even do it better. He gave up his reputation, uh, all these things to find the way of wisdom. And you know the gift that he was going to give his kids in that? to be a generation changer in that family, to sacrifice all that stuff to, for something even greater in the future that he could give. Well, to follow the way of wisdom means that you sometimes have to sacrifice. You have to say no to even good things for things that are even greater. To follow the way of wisdom and what the Lord says. Uh, and it does take a sacrifice for, for all of us, I would say. And maybe the way of wisdom is encouraging you, even this month, to like, hey, maybe you get to the end of the day and you just want to, you want to relax and you want to let down uh, and just watch that TV show that you've been so looking forward to or the game. But instead of doing that, taking 20 minutes and sacrificing that to, to, to pray or to read Proverbs. Maybe it means sacrificing getting up in the morning. That's a hard one for me to get up early in the morning to gain something even better. And maybe that's a Bible study. Uh, maybe that's just some, your own quiet time. The way of wisdom, it's characterized by sacrifice. Here's number four, and we've only got two more. Number four, it's available to everyone. The way of wisdom is characterized because it's available to everyone. In verse 3 and 4, it says, She has sent out her young woman to call from the highest places in town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. The invitation goes out to everyone. The meal is ready. The sacrifice has been made. The table is even set. Now all you have to do is come. And wisdom just doesn't wait there. It sends out the messengers. Go tell everybody. And, and don't, not like around the corner or in quiet, go to the highest places in the town and call out. This is available for everybody. Wisdom is not hiding 
It's not cunning. It's right there. So you can see it. You can hear it. And the other thing that's kind of interesting along with this, the high, the high places in Israel were often associated with places of uh, idolatry and altars and, and worship. It's the place where somebody had this lust or desire and they would go there to fulfill some practice or, or something. And so wisdom, going to those highest places, it's almost like they're going right to the place where life is so complicated or, or there's these desires that are rising up or these difficulties and that's the place that you'll find wisdom that's calling out to you. The place that you so long or desire or that's complicated and messy and maybe you, maybe you shouldn't have gotten to that place and now you're there and you're like, now what? And, and if, you, if, you, if you just listen, then wisdom is calling out right there. Just listen. Come. Wisdom's not afraid of your complications or your difficulties in life. In fact, that's where you often find wisdom calling and inviting you. Uh, Harry and I were, talk about complications in life. Uh, Harry and I were talking one time in his apartment about God's design for sex and marriage. Now, he has six kids with multiple women and had done whole bunch of bad stuff before. And when I, we were talking about it, I, I, didn't, I wasn't even like trying to condemn him. I'm just saying, well, here's what God's designed for it and how beautiful it could be. And, and it didn't matter how much Harry had strayed off the path. In that moment, he heard wisdom calling him. And he, he responded to me. He's like, I shouldn't be sleeping with my girlfriend, should I? I said, well, if you want the way of wisdom, God's best, his intention for it. He's like, yeah, we should get married that's what God's designed. And so actually, for two months, we did some premarital counseling together. And in two months, we got to celebrate the marriage of Harry and Leanna Latour. And on, if you were there, I know some of you were there. If you were there, you would have seen a young man in the face of such delight and redemption that he wasn't too far away to walk the way of wisdom. On his face that day, as he said yes to his bride, he was one of the proudest men. Like, I'm doing it. And Leanna actually said, I felt like a princess. They were listening to the way of wisdom, calling them, and it was available to even them. See, wisdom, it doesn't matter how much you've messed up or done. This, God has woven this, this thread of wisdom into the fabric of life that's actually available to you right where you're at today. But here's where it comes to, to us. Number five, the last characteristic of the way of wisdom, it must be pursued. It must be pursued. Come, she says in verse 5. Come, says wisdom. Eat of my bread and drink of the wine that I have mixed. Wisdom must be pursued. You won't fall asleep tonight and in 10 years wake up older and wiser unless you pursue wisdom. Unless you pursue it day by day. You must respond to that invitation to come. And not even just to come, but to throw your hand out, grab that bread, and chew it, and ingest it in. No one is going to spoon-feed you wisdom. No one. And I think the complicated thing is in our world, we are so busy. Uh, we, we want to be entertained so much. We're tired. I get it. We got four kids at home. It's much easier to just relax after a long day or a week or just enjoy some comfort than to 
than to actually pursue wisdom or relationships or studying. It's like uh, my desire to have a six-pack by June, but then I never go to the gym. Come on, six-pack, you can do it. (laughs) It's never going to happen unless I go to the gym like all the time. And and actually now I think that ship has sailed long, (laughs) long ago. But you know what hasn't sailed? The way of wisdom. Wisdom is right there if I pursue it. It's calling out uh, to me. You know, we've lived in several other other countries, and I think we are so fortunate in this country uh, with the wealth of resources that we have. Uh, The podcasts, the the teachings, uh, the Bibles. You know, we have so many translations of the Bible. I mean, there's so many of them. You can even go to a hotel, and there's a Bible in your hotel. On your phone, you can grab one from here. We'll give you one. Just open on the internet. The Bible is everywhere. And yet I wonder how often do we actually spend time opening it? There are people all around us who have walked this way of wisdom uh, that are there, that that are further along in in marriage or or they're in college or they're just down the road to career. They've walked the way of wisdom and they're all around us. And yet how often do we ask people, hey, can you share with me? What do you, what do you think? All over, and we just don't pursue it. Well, wisdom is calling, but you have to pursue it. So, so the question is begging to be asked, what are, you, what are you pursuing? If you think back to this last week, what have you been intentional about this last week? And if you're like, oh, yeah, I'll have this and this, then I would say just do it. That's wisdom, is applying that knowledge in this intentional effort to call somebody to seek it out. Because you will not be disappointed if you seek the way of wisdom. Look at the last verse, Proverbs 9, 6. It says, leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. See, the way of wisdom, and we'll compare this next week as well, the way of wisdom leads to life. And life abundantly. It's this, this life walking in the way of wisdom, we're going to actually see in two weeks, is it looks like walking next to Jesus. It's not about head knowledge. It's, it's about this intentional action to hear what he's saying and to give you skill and a roadmap for, for life. This wisdom that we're talking about finds its, its, its author and its destination and everything and God through Jesus. Look at 1 Corinthians 1.30. We'll, we'll end here. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. But that wisdom that's on offer to every one of us is found in the person of Jesus who's saying, Come. Come. This bread and this wine that wisdom is offering, uh, Jesus said, this bread is my body broken for you. This wine is my blood shed for you. The way of wisdom is knowing, loving, following, giving your whole life to Jesus. Jesus became the sacrifice. He's the one that offers us peace. So can you hear wisdom call? Come, come. 
it doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made or how far off you've been, the thread of wisdom is available for you today as well. Uh, let me pray, and then I actually ask, um, we're going to have just a little short testimony uh, after that. Lord, we've all messed up. I think that's just evident. We, none of us are perfect in here. We've all chosen the wrong way, and how bad we desire the way of wisdom. But Lord, in our guilt or shame, we want to hide. That when wisdom calls out, we, we don't want to um, respond because, Lord, we, we, don't, we don't like it that we've messed up. So Lord, I pray that this morning, that the way of wisdom... Lord, that your call to everyone, that they would find it, they would seek it, that they would find peace and security in you, that they would find the way of wisdom that's personified on the cross as you live the very perfect life that we should all desire and want and long for, to be able to navigate life in the creation that you have made. So Lord, I pray that even this week we would be very mindful and intentional uh, to give forth effort to, to be in your word, to reach out to people, to learn and to grow, that we would be characterized and marked by wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us for this message from Hollyview Church. We invite you to join us in person for our worship service every Sunday morning at 1030. You can find us on Southeast 257th Avenue, just off of Highway 212, between Boring and Damascus, Oregon, or find us online at hollyviewchurch.com. Together, we are being shaped by the gospel, rooted in God's word to share God's grace and truth. Again, whether online or in person, thank you for joining us here at Hollyview Church.